0: And see, the gifts of God are gifts, but they're tools. And see, our problem is that we think gifts, we think need. Wow. See, wow. Wow. but God says, I'm giving you gifts for the edification of the church, right? So they're tools. That means you got to get the work. But one tool... That many of us don't use. That's right there. You don't have to wail at the altar. It's right there. And it's prayer. It's prayer. Now, why is that so challenging for us? It's one reason is because our flesh really doesn't like it. Manifested Glory Worship Center Kingdom focused, kingdom minded Kingdom living And this is the Rhema Talk Podcast With Elder John Matthews Assistant pastor of Manifested Glory Worship Center Thank you Lord Um, oh Uh, the children could be dismissed for children's church <laughs> We got claps That's crazy <laughs> Oh, man. Isn't that a blessing where you still look full and the children are left? It's a blessing. Amen. Jesus, thank you. Mm. Yes. Yes. Well, praise the Lord, church. Turn me down in the monitors just a little bit, please. Okay. Well, again, praise the Lord Church. I just wanna, um, I just wanna just have a word of prayer before we start, uh, dear Heavenly Father, in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ, and the power of Your Holy Spirit, Lord God, Father, we thank You for this another day, Lord God, Father, we thank You that You have You've You've chosen us to receive Your Word, Lord God. Father, we ask that you use us, Lord God. Father, use me this hour, Lord God. Use my lips, use my ears that I might hear, my lips that I might speak. Your word, Lord God, that changes lives. We give you praise going on in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. First, I want to just say I'm so thankful uh, that God provides traveling mercies for our pastor. And look, sometimes he... He deserves a time to just act because he works so hard, diligently, and um, many of you don't know all the work that he, uh, I mean, you, you see, but you don't know all the work he puts in, and so uh, we have to preserve our pastor. We have to preserve our pastor, um, and I, I went to the office earlier, and I, like, I said, gee, I must have peeked in his closet or something. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but... But, um, but God is good. So <clears throat> I'm going uh, I'm, to I'm I'm address the subject of com- communication. Um, that's not going to be my main point. I'm just going to talk about it for a little bit. Uh, we live in an era right now, at a time period, where there's so many different modes of tra- communication. Is it in and out? Yeah. All right. There's so many different modes of communication. We have cell phones. We have text messages emails, chat rooms, Skype, FaceTime, all of these modes of, these modes of communication. But we also live in a time where the more vehicles we have to communicate, the less we communicate. Wow. Wow. Um, How how many people have seen this at the, the dinner table? We have more ways to communicate, but we're not communicating. And I just thought it strange. You know, the the word communication comes from the Latin word communicare, which means to share. So uh, communication requires sharing. Now, sharing is not sharing unless it's received, because it's, if, if it's not received, it's offering. Wow, that's good, right. that's good. Right. So a lot of us have a lot of I- issues today in communication, whether it be with the kids and communicating with the kids, with our spouse, our friends, right? Where I, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to hand you something, and, 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 and he's not taking it. Mm-hmm. And so then the next time he wants to hand me something, I'm saying, no, mm-mm, you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't take it when I was giving it, so I'm not going to take it now. Wow. And if truth be told, that is one of the main reasons for a lot of divorce, mm-hmm. wow. a lot of friendships that have been bonded for years have broken up because of communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. So, you know, I I, I wanted to put together a picture for you guys to see because you can't can't operate under this man (laughs) without being somewhat using some type of theatrics. (laughs) (laughs) So, where are my actors at? All right. So let's just watch this for a little bit. You guys tell me if you've seen this before. Hello?
1: Wow. I've been calling her all day long. You would think she would pick up the phone. Straight A student, my daughter, that is. She says, Mom, can I get a cell phone? I said, you know, you deserve one. $159. of." Overtime and overtime just to get her the phone for her to be happy. And what do I do? Spend my money, don't worry about myself, spend $50 for fees on the cell phone, and she can't even pick up the phone and say, Mom, I'm okay. She didn't even text me to say, Mom, I'm okay. You know, they have FaceTime now. You know, when I was growing up, all we had was the streetlights and the nosy neighbors <laughs> to tell you, be home. And if you weren't home, Sister Johnson was telling Sister Smith, and Mr. Smith was telling Mr. Johnson. And by the time it got to mom, it was on and popping. <laughs> but now, the kids these days don't even call. What are we to do? I don't know. Where could she be? What is she doing? Who she's with? We never know. Let's bring in our teenager. Hey, Ma, how you doing? Uh, hey, hey, Ma, how am I doing? Yeah. Did you see me calling you today? Yeah, but I was uh, hanging out with friends. Hanging out with the friends. <laughs> hanging out with your friends. Yeah. I text you. Did you get that? Oh, no. Maybe you did, but I was on the phone talking to Boo, Sue, and who? Uh, no, you know how I get, Mom, when you be hanging out with friends, you no. lose track of time. No. Like, I, I don't know how it gets. I, I, I don't. I just don't understand. I don't understand why you couldn't pick up the
0: phone. Let's pause. That's right there. Now, how many of us have seen something like this before? Yeah. Almost every other day. <laughs> every other day. <laughs> now, now, here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. Mom, mom sh- said, I, spent, I worked overtime to get you this phone. $150. And, and, and that's a discounted price. Discounted. <laughs> to get you this phone. I'm paying a monthly bill to get you this phone. Now, how many parents in here have ever, if you bought your child a phone, purchased it so that they could talk to their friends? Uh Uh-uh. No. Because you don't. You purchase it so that they can, you can keep track, they can communicate. Because right, right. when you buy that phone, you're like, you know, you know, they're getting old enough. You know, they, they're away from me, so I want to stay in contact. But what happens is the teenager, because that's what teenagers do. Sorry, Chastity, but that's what teenagers do, right? Teenagers, they like, no, she got me the phone so I could talk to my friends. Now, here's the thing. We treat God the same way. Come on, mm, sir. Mm, come on, sir. Mm, talk about it. Yeah. On, yeah. on, it. Now, God has created a cell network called prayer. Wow. Come on, sir. Come on, sir. Yeah. And, and, and God has, he has gone out of his way to make yeah. the, the, the line clear. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 You got a good plan. That's right. <laughs> it's a good plan. Yeah. Unlimited data. Yeah. Unlimited data. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, yes. and, and like, like our teen in this skit, we talk to everybody else but, uh, but the giver. Oh. Come on, sir. Come on, sir. You're teaching good now. Because, because we forgot the purpose. Mm. Of the plan. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Come on. Come on. You know what? Thank you. Thank you both. Give a- you see, God has given us so much. He's done so much to make this thing work for us because in the past, communication from us to God was like pigeon, messenger pigeons. Mm -hmm. You hope they got to him. You was like, oh, he's nicely trained, but I'm still hoping. I'm hoping that a hawk doesn't catch that pigeon en route. I'm hoping that, that the message that I'm trying to get to him is delivered. But Jesus did something. Matthew chapter Verse 27, verse 50 and 51. When you got it, say, I got it. If you don't got it, say, hold up. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> I know somebody's like, when is he going to get to a scripture? <laughs> don't worry, we preach and we teach at this church. That's right. good too, sir. Oh. Verse 50 says, Jesus, when he cried, now we're coming close to the Easter season, so this, this, I believe this is going to be a blessing to someone. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost, he's on the cross. He had done all that was required, and the Bible says he gave up the ghost, his spirit left him, and behold... The veil of the temple yes, was rent in two. From the top to the bottom and the earth did quake and the rocks rent or tore. The veil of the temple was torn in two. Minister Brian, could you stand up for me, please? Help me out. He said he didn't ask me to do this earlier. I didn't plan this. this is not going to be anything difficult. Hold this up for me. Now, I want you to look at this, this sheet of paper, right? Now, everything in the Word of God is on purpose, for purpose. That's right. That's right. So many people read past this, but it says something, behold, the veil of the temple was rent or torn in two from the top to the bottom. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what, what Christ has done in order to give us a great network. Mm-hmm. But in an earthquake The ground shifts. Mm -hmm. So if it was the earthquake that did it, it would have torn from top, from bottom to top. Come on, sir. So what God is telling us is that he literally got over top of the veil and tore it from top to bottom. All to give us access. Access. Hold on to that. Now here's... Here's the thing. God has so many gifts Mm -hmm. past the veil. That's right. He has so many gifts past the veil. And what we do many times is it's like Christmas. Mm. Right? You know? (laughs) You know, you wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, I can't see. Can't wait to see what I got. Can't wait to see what I got. because we got to change our view. Mm. And see, the gifts of God are gifts, but they're tools. Yeah. Right. And see, our problem is that we think gifts, we think me. Mm. <laughs> wow. See, wow. Wow. but on, God says, I'm giving you gifts for the edification yeah. of the church. Yeah. Right? So they're tools. Mm-hmm. That means you got to get the work. But one tool that many of us don't use, that's right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wail right. at the altar. That's right. It's right there. Mm-hmm. And it's prayer. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's prayer. Now, why is that so challenging for us? It's one reason is because our flesh really doesn't like it. Yeah. Right. The, the, the Bible says the carnal mind or the unbelieving mind is enmity mm-hmm. with the things of the spirit. That's right. It's at war. Yeah. So when, I'm, when, when I decide to pray, there's something about, there's something about prayer that makes you tired you could be having what's it insomnia where you can't sleep and you start to pray and you'll <laughs> <laughs> because the carnal mind doesn't want you to access one of the greatest gifts God has given to the church The veil was torn, and God says, you have full access to me. Yeah, that's right. Full access. But, 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 but turn with me to James chapter 4. I'm not going to be before you long, so don't. When I got it, say I got it. I got it. Amen. James chapter 4, verse 1. We're going to read, read down a few verses. He says, from whence come wars and fighting among you? He said, come they not hence, even from your lust or your desires, your, your, not desire, it's, it's, So lust would be defined as inappropriate desires. From your inappropriate desires that war in your members. Verse 2. You lust and have not. You, You kill and desire to have and still can't obtain. He said you fight and you war, yet you have not because you Ask not. Now but go to verse three. You ask and receive not. Now that's a now if, if we if truth be told, many of us have, have said that. I prayed and it didn't happen for me. But, but but let's let's dig into the scripture. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss. That you may consume it upon your inappropriate desires. Wow, wow. That's good. Huh? The word amiss in the Greek is kakos. Let me tell you what kakos means. It means badly, miserably, sore or sick. He said, "You ask and receive not because you ask badly." Or you ask in a you 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 ask miserably or your prayer is sick he said he said now I've said it so that you can ask and you will receive he said but because you're asking badly he said and you're asking what you're asking for how many of us have ever prayed for something that we know wasn't good for us How, how many of us have prayed and have thrown our prayer out with the next statement that we say? Wow. Mm. God, I'm 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 believing this. But you just canceled it out. You just canceled it. You just canceled it out. You ask and receive not because you ask badly that you may consume it upon your lust. Verse 4, now he goes in. I'm, just get ready. He says, you, you, you adulterers and adulteresses know, know you not that the friendship of the world is enmity, is in total opposition with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. You know what that's like? That's like when you were in high school, and some of y'all, I'm, you know, just being, let's be real. Like, there's some of us who still act like we're in high school. But, but look, I'm not, hey, look, don't throw stones, right? It's on camera, okay? <laughs> See, in high school, somebody looked at your friend wrong. And so your other friend you're, you're, so you're required to not talk to that person. Your friendship was contingent. He said, because if this person don't like me, why are you talking to them? Wow. So, so God kind of has that same way. Now, when I say that, he says to be friends with the world. Now, there's some friends. Hey, look, man, that's, that's, that's your boy. Hey, look, that I ain't, I ain't in it. There's some of those type of deals. But he says, but you can't have this type of friend and this type of friend and say, we friends. He said, whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Next verse. Do you think that the scripture says in vain that the spirit that dwells in us lusts to envy? But he gives more grace Come on, sir. for this reason or wherefore he says, "God resists the proud, right. but gives grace unto the humble." Mm-hmm. Now, now, I want to I want to focus in on this word "proud," because that that's one of the one of the main issues for a lot of us brothers. That's right. Talk about that. if truth. Let, let's just and hey, look, I'm not one of those who bash men because there's some churches where you go and you just you feel like man. It's Father's Day. <laughs> For real? You know? But but this is a, this this is something that we we uh, many of us share. Pride. Yeah. The Bible says God resists the proud. You know David Ruffin said, "I'm not too proud to beg." Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Did he not? Stop playing, y'all. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, pastor said <laughs> it's, it's like, okay, no. No, look. <laughs> not. All right, back to proud. Okay. Now, one of the issues that a lot of brothers have in prayer, and I'm going I'm to say this because, brothers, we have to lead our house. Come on, sir. real good. good. And for so long, for so long, it's been the reverse. You know, a sister say to this gentleman, she like, you know what, we really, I'm really liking him. You know, I'm really liking him. I like him. I like him. <laughs> they, they, they sitting down, they eating, and say, you know what, can you say grace? Um, whoa, whoa, uh, um, now, won't you do it? Won't you do it? And it's because many of us are not taught to be high priest in our homes. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to be ashamed of. You got to learn. So, so what happens, you know, I'm to the point, y'all don't understand, I was, I was so full. The, yesterday, was it Yesterday? So when my wife and I bought our home, there was a little extra storage room. And you know, I was gonna just st- stuff stuff in it, but it was, it's curved, like it's right under the steps, so it's kind of curved, there's a slope. And I said to my wife, I said, you know what? That's the perfect place for a prayer cl- closet. Now I'd be lying if I said I used it a lot. <laughs> but I did yesterday. And I didn't realize how much my spirit was missing because, you know, we can get so caught up in working and yeah. doing things yeah. and doing things, especially in ministry, yeah. that we forget to get down and just get close with them. That's good. That's we just forget That's good. The to just get down and say, just, oh, let me just be with you. Wow. Wow. And, and, and it was funny because my daughter came down. And she, she, she was like, she's like where's daddy, where's daddy? Because, you know, I shut the door. Um, I put a light in there because it gets dark, right? So she comes, I open the door, I say, hey man. She said, can I come in? I said, yeah, come on in. So I'm, I'm kneeling down. She comes in and she kneels down. And I realized something hit me and said, you see, that's the power of brothers. That's that's part of the reason why I bow during worship. Because I want my family to see the head of the house in worship and not not afraid. Not afraid to, to show because I was very proud. Very proud. I'm the one in church who looked around at everyone else and said, what are they crying about wow. Wow. and 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 because we think it's gonna make us look weak mm-hmm. let me tell you something the only one you need to be weak with is God That's right. That's right. we need to admit our weakness because many of us are here many especially brothers Especially, look, once you, get, once you get older, now look, when we teenagers, we're doing our thing. We ain't care about nobody. But once you get older, you get a family or you get certain responsibilities and people need you, you realize, man, it's hard. That's right. That's right. It's hard. And everybody looks at you. Something go wrong, everybody looks at you. So you have to learn how to give that control up. hey, you know what, you know what? Because either you do it on your own or you're going to be forced to. I was sharing with some brothers yesterday. I said that when my wife and I first got married, like like a lot of couples, you know, know, we, we... Positioning the house, putting this here and that there. And, we, you know, I got a nice TV. And, you know, I said, okay. Well, I got two TVs, three TVs when we got, got the apartment. So I said, okay, well, I didn't have space for it. That's how, you know, anyway. <laughs> but we, we got a nice TV, and I put one in the living room. I put one in the, oh. Anyway, and the, the, so then the other one, you know, we wind up having it in the bedroom. And, then, and so I heard someone talking about that. And this goes back to communication. And there the, the, was a teacher, it was a Christian, um, marriage uh, you know, specialist or whatever. And he said, he challenged men. He said, take that TV out of there. Now, most men are going to be really, and, and the brothers are probably right now, is like, no, elder John, don't say that. <laughs> ouch, 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 ouch. And so, but and I'm not telling you to do it, and ladies, don't just go and do it and just take the TV out, and he come in there like, please. I said, we discussed it, and we decided together as a team. But I'll tell you that it increased our communication God. exponentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm a, this, just, this, just, this just, came to me. Yeah, brothers, how how many of you have been this? i this is gonna bless y'all, right? How many of you have been watching the game, and and you get one of these? You know, this this the TV. So, so you know, Elder Luke, can you stand here? I mean I'm, I mean, uh, deep, deep, I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my elder, that's my elder brother, y'all. So, (laughs) so look, so look, you watching TV and then here come your lady, Uh, 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 uh. hitting your foot and you sitting there like, if this woman, oh Jesus, you watching the game. You playing a video game and they know the controller. You know now I'm thankful for wireless controllers now, but they hit them the, the wires and be like, "Girl, have you hit." Them? But anyway, you know I say that because I, I made a decision in my marriage. I said, you, I, "I was wondering why she would do." You know, uh, uh, not just, "Baby, I love you, baby." I, I love, not this, this, this good girl. <laughs> And I was wondering why she did it. She's like, we need to talk. <laughs> now we don't like talking. No. You know, we don't like talking because we think communication is good. Don't, don't most all men think communication is good? Like, why you keep tripping about communication? I think it's good. Anyway, she's doing that. And um, and I said, you know, and it was a game on, it was a fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. <laughs> and I'm watching it, and she's like, we need to talk. We need to talk. And I said, and the Holy Spirit hit me and said, turn the TV off. Listen, many times your your ladies just want to be a priority, and so we unwittingly make the football game, the basketball game, our car, our priority, and so that's why a lot of times you don't know why they're mad. You don't know why they're mad and tripping, and you be sitting there like, what's, what's going on? Yeah. But because they want to be a priority. So I just, I said, and, and, and I did this and I, tur- I said, I turned the TV off and I said, okay, let's talk. She had nothing to say. <laughs> but I'm bringing this up, thank, thank you. But I'm bringing this up about the power of communication. And if it'll work in your marriage, it'll work with God. You see what I'm saying? See, make God a priority. Make God a priority. Turn the game off. And see, it's so hard because of social media. We're addicted to our phones. You're literally walking around, bumping into stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Emojo. We're doing that. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? I don't even know how to use this stuff. You know, you know I ain't going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I don't even know. I don't even know if I said it right. But I'm telling you, but you know what I'm talking about. Happy faces. Them happy faces, the sad faces, you know, hallelujah faces, right? Get, get your prayer game up. But back to this game. Let me tell you why this was so impactful. It was so impactful because it hit me. These sports figures that I'm following, and it feels like life or death when I'm watching the game. It does. At that moment, when she tripping, it feels like life or death. <laughs> like, I gotta see this. I gotta see it. They've already got their millions and when it's over you got a battle. So so wisdom is not just the application of knowledge. It's the ability to make the best decision that's going to yield you the greatest return. So so wisdom Now see, I didn't say I didn't say she was right. Didn't say she was right. I know they're going to feel like they're right. I didn't say she was right. Brother, come on now. I'm feeling you. Why now? Why now? Feeling you. It's not about the right. It's about making the best decision that's going to yield you the best return. Now, I don't even get that no more. That walking in front of the TV. She walk around me. I'm like, oh, babe. They woo, get because you make her a priority. That's right. That's right. You ever realize that that the Bible says that we honor husbands ought to honor their wives. So and I think we brought this up in the play, right? So when you think about honor and glory, the woman is the man's glory. So the Bible says. So when we think about glory for men, we think about championships. Trophies. Now, it's funny, I, you know, my wife played, I didn't play any sports in in high school. My wife played uh, softball, she played all this stuff. She got a bunch of trophies, you know. Now, what's funny to me is they stay in the box. If I don't take them out, she don't touch them. Here's the thing. See, we men, we are more into trophies. See, a man will have a trophy from high school, he'll be 40 years old. And, be, and he'll put it on that. And he's like, that, that's, that's a glory point. Yeah. You ever notice, brothers, that women don't really wash their car? Like, I'm, I mean, not like we do. Not, I'm not saying they walk around with dirty cars. I'm not saying they walk around they get their car washed. I'm saying, but did you realize that when we get a car, we're just like, you know, <laughs> 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 Because it's a trophy and it's a priority. So the challenge today is to make your wife a priority. Make your wife a priority. All right, let me wrap this up because I'm way past my time. You know what, turn to John chapter 1. John chapter, no, John chapter 15. I I'm, apologize. I'm When you get it, just say, I got it. it. Amen. See, it's about communication. If we get this on the natural level, then we'll understand it on a supernatural level. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman or the gardener. Next verse. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word of God, through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. Now the word abide means to live in, to stay in. So he says, live in me and let me live in you. He said, just like the branch cannot bear fruit without the vine, and when we talk about the vine, we're talking about that which sends nutrients from the ground up to the branches. Mm -hmm. He says, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it lives in the vine. No more can you except you live in me. Verse 5. I am the vine. You are the branches. He that abides or lives in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me you, cannot do, you can do nothing. And brothers, the sooner we figure that one out, because I'm just saying, I'm not, okay. That's just, if if I'm not talking to y'all, I'm talking to me. And I in him, the same brings forth much fruit, for without me, you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burnt. Now I, I want to just pause here. Whew, Lord, thank you. Well, I already bit that one, so you know the funny thing about fruit is that you don't you don't make fruit. It's just the byproduct of being connected. Wow. Yes. That, is so good. that is good, sir. So problem with a lot of us is that we want fruit, but we don't want to be connected. Mm-hmm. My God. He said, You can produce fruit just by being connected. He said, If you don't produce fruit, if you don't produce love, he said, Then you'll be just a branch. He said, And branches are just broken off, thrown in the fire. I hope I don't have to explain it to folks. (laughs) (laughs) If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Now, most of us, we forget that one. See, we only want to say what is convenient to us. Mm -hmm. I'll ask what I will, and I'm going to get it. No, he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. Now, here's the thing. I I would challenge that his word is abiding in you if you're constantly speaking doubt. Come on, sir. Come on. Because it's contrary with the word of God. Yes. So what he says, remember the scripture says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you're not speaking faith, then it's not abundantly in your heart. Now, that's nothing to to knock you at. It's just, hey, look, that's what I need development in. But he says, if you do this, this is the prerequisite. He said, you'll ask whatever you will. And because you're not asking amiss, because the word is in you and the word confirms what you say, hey, look, this is in line with the word of God. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Ask what you will. God says, I'm going to do it for you. I, I gotta come more verses, y'all. Hearing. <laughs> verse 8, hearin is my father glorified, that you bear much fruit. Now, I love that scripture. What that scripture is telling us is that the purpose of God's yes for your requests is that his name be blessed. The, the, the purpose of his yes. For your request is that his name be blessed. Right. So if your request doesn't bring glory to God, then it's a, it's a no, because it's out of the purpose. Now, what does that mean? Does it mean it got to be singing on fire? Does it mean it's got to be related to church? No. It means that when you say if you're a student and you're trying to pay, you know, you're trying to get money and you're praying, God, I need money for, for, uh, for, for school. And God says, He said, okay, w- Why? Like any good parent, right? Mm -hmm. You know what? Before you say, I need money, because that's what most kids do. I need money. Mm -hmm. Why? For school. Now, if I go to school, then you know I can grow and 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 I can produce fruit. Mm -hmm. So God says yes. Mm -hmm. He'll say yes, but you got to abide in Him. Now, Psalms 91. Psalm 91. I'm closing on Psalm 91. Y'all gonna have to just let me read it. Bible says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. My refuge is a place I go for safety and my fortress and my God in him will I trust surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler from the noisome pestilence he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall you trust his truth shall be your shield and buckler you shall not be afraid see the person who dwells in the secret place who cuts out a secret place it's just you and him you put your phone away and you find a little space where it's just just the two of you. I don't care if your secret place is at the job in the stall in the bathroom. Right. When well, you just say, you know what, I just, you know what, I need to take some time. Now, don't be saying nothing because people come in they will think you're crazy. You know, you can pray <laughs> silently. Whatever. I mean, you can say something, but when you hear the door open, just be like, quiet down, right? But, <laughs> but just go in that, go and find that secret place. Find the secret place and just... Oh, thank you, Jesus. Because it says, he that dwells in a secret place shall abide. Do you know the sh- shall abide under the shadow? You know what that means? Yeah. Deep, stand up for me. Let me tell you what that means. Anybody anybody remember in the cartoons there was the dog in the Warner Brothers, like the Looney Tunes, and there was this white, white bulldog and this little baby, I think, he said, hey, Spike, hey, Spike, hey, Spike. Hey, right? Boy. Hey, boy, hey, hey, yeah. So, <laughs> see, under the shadow of the Almighty means I'm so close to him yeah. that nothing can happen to me yeah. Be- because I'm walking yeah. I'm under his shadow. Yeah. See, see, my challenge today for you is to get into the secret place. So that you can seek his face. Yeah. Growing faith to faith, growing in grace. Mm. And, and w- the, the, the scripture tells you what's happening. You shall, if you get in a secret place, you'll walk around with no fear. Yeah. You know, whatever, Skippy, I think his name, he thought. No, Skippy was Scooby-Doo, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Skip, Scrabby, Scrabby. Scrabby, Scrabby-Doo thought Scooby could do anything. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He said, oh, you can get a Scooby. See, <laughs> you want to be in that secret place, he said, you shall not be afraid for the terror by night. Now, this is the age of terrorism. And he said, you won't be afraid of terrorism, nor the air that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, that's pestilence means disease. You won't even be afraid of disease because you'll be so close to him, he'll burn it all out. Nor the destruction that wastes of at noonday. A thousand shall fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it won't come near you. He says, only with your eyes shall you see the reward or the judgment. The wicked, he said, You'll be able to see it, but it ain't gonna touch you because you have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, your habitation. He said, There will, he said, if you make God your habitation, his word promises. There shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. He said, you shall tread upon the lion and the adder. Now, who's the lion? Satan roams about like a... Lion seeking whom he may devour. He said, you'll tread upon that lion. The young lion and the dragon, you shall trample on defeat. You've been experiencing defeat in your life? Maybe you need to get in that secret place. Get in that secret place. only got a few more verses to go. We all die. All right. Because he has set his love upon me. Now God... Be- Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I, for that reason, I will deliver him. Because you set your love upon him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He's known my name. He said, he got so close to me. All of us know President Obama, but none of us know him. He said, the person who gets all of these perks and benefits is the person who gets up in the White House and is walking around with the president. Now, how many folks know a rapper who made it big and then all of a sudden his, his boys... They feel like they're just as big as him, because they' are under the shadow. They're under the shadow. You mess with him, you messing with all. Got two more verses. this is it. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. Come on now. Now this is not the messenger pigeon thing. He said, "You if you do this, you will call on me, and I will answer." I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And then it says, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Stand at your feet. Get in that secret place.
1: Thank you for listening to the Rhema Talk Podcast. To listen to this message or past sermons, download the Mixcloud app in the Google Play or iTunes store. Go to mgwc.net to join and get the latest church announcements. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. Thank you again for listening to the Raymond Talk Podcast. Hope you'll join us next time.